It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate, oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV movies and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're on the hunt for that Craven trailer. Oh, man, out. this is one of the times where I wish we had a soundboard, because you could yeah. do like kind of like that cheetah rawr, yeah, sound like, effect. Exactly. Sometimes we need to be a radio station, but uh, mm-hmm. absolutely. We have a, we have our first official Craven trailer. We're going to talk about that later. Uh, Comic-Con 2023 status is not looking great, Mike. Mm-hmm. Mm, not looking good this year, but we'll talk about what that means later. Uh, Secret Invasion has infiltrated Disney Plus this week with episode mm-hmm. one and more. Well, Chris, I won't beat around the bush. Yeah. <laughs> you are in an you are in a tornado warning actively. I it, it is just purely coincidental that you happen to record yeah. your side of the podcast in a basement. So it worked out well today. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really really great. You know, it, it, we woke up to storms like absolute like rain and thunder and everything and then by noon it was sun shining and warm out and then by literally we were like we'll record at 6 15 the the next 30 minutes i'm gonna have a tornado uh, siren going off in the background so if anyone can hear that i apologize mm-hmm. but if you're also in the area i hope everyone is safe to today and uh, you're listening tomorrow monday morning fresh and early but um yeah, yeah you know usually, just, it just uh, gets the blood going you know just really yeah excites the <laughs> podcast up a bit here Usually our wives uh, spare themselves of listening to us uh, uh, yammer on, but uh, since yours has to be in the room with you right now for safety reasons, uh, I just like to imagine she's just hearing one half of a conversation. So she'll just have to imagine all of my intellectual points, Mm -hmm. all of my good one-liners, just, you know, all the entertainment, obviously, she's missing out on. The better half of the podcast. She's just going to have to envision it all, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I did see I did see on your Plex server that pops up every once in a while on the show. I was uh, scrolling through it and um, was it white chicks because uh, you requested that? <laughs> I, I did request white chicks. It was not streaming anywhere. My <laughs> wife had never seen it before. We watched it. It was a trip down memory lane. That's yeah. for sure. It's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, but I, I saw there's a lot of like Taylor Swift yeah. concerts on the Plex server. So uh, just throw one on for the wife right. down there and put some headphones on she, it, and everyone can enjoy their time in your. Basement. She is partaking in her second uh, uh, Taylor Swift concert on Friday, so uh, kudos to her for going, getting to go My twice. God, that's it's it's hard enough to get one <laughs> to yeah. one set of tickets, man. Yeah, it was, it, you know, sometimes you just fail upwards. That's what I say. Uh, <laughs> not not in her case. She can hear me say these things now, so I gotta be careful. <laughs> I know that's why uh, I kept uh, bringing it up. Thank you. I like the, I like knowing that there's a side eye in the basement that keeps looking at uh-huh. you, and then you gotta look out the like tiny window in your basement. Yeah. That I'm assuming there is making sure there's not like a cow flying by, you know. I, I mean, shoot, I, might as well be. I mean, I, I've seen Twister. It's like living in Twister up here in the <laughs> right now. But, would uh, you would would you like me to distract you? Maybe regale you with some things that I watched yeah, this weekend? Yes, because one of these you, you sent me the best text about the second one on this list earlier, and I, I want to get into that a little bit. So yeah, hop hop on into some things to distract me uh, from the yes. potentially life threatening situation going on around <laughs> me. Yeah, well, I brought up season one of this show uh, last year. It came highly recommended uh, for me called The Bear on FX about a guy who takes over his late brother's restaurant in Chicago. It's just a great show, meant to be all binged all at once, had a great kind of like, I don't want to say like twist ending, but just like fun surprise ending of the first season. Well, the sec- second season came out oh, this my, week. A second and- course? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. They they call it the Bear Part Two, so it's kind of interesting just to see how they're kind of classifying just the story in general. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the the season's great. Uh, came out all at once. We binged it. Um, if we if we could have stayed up just a couple more hours into the night on Friday, we just would have binged it all at once. But it's ten awesome episodes. Um, in the first season, they had a great uh, oneer which will kind of go into the next thing that I'm going to talk about here in a second. But in the first season, they had an episode entirely um, all shot in one shot, and it was just a chaotic, just uh, in-the-kitchen moment going between all the 
cooks and servers, you know, trying to get these Italian beef sandwiches out. She's an awesome, uh, well-crafted episode of television. And a cool thing that they did this season is they did like a flashback episode to um, the holidays, uh, Christmas in one of the characters' houses, and it's an hour long. And it's just a cacophony of just family crammed in a house, just like talking over each other, yelling at each other. It's just like chaos incarnate. It's like it's like star studded because you round out all this family you've never met before with all of these like actors who definitely want to be on this show now since it was nominated slash won a bunch of Emmys. I'm pretty sure uh, last go around. So it's just it's just crazy. I've just never subjected myself to like 50 minutes of just like people talking over each other but it was actually good so i highly recommend season two of the bear really 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 good the main actor reminds me of the um the guy from ratatouille grew up and was running a restaurant without a rat <laughs> yeah. he kind of looks like that yeah. guy it's like yeah it's like a it's like a jaded um isn't his name linguini isn't yeah, that his yeah, name yeah. in the is yeah it's like a jaded remy, linguini. But like, it's not remy that's the mouse <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, no rats, unfortunately. But there, uh, but in this universe, I'm sure there's like dead possums and raccoons mm-hmm. in the ceiling of these I, restaurants. I always <laughs> see a bunch of clips from the show, um, kind of pop up on different timelines and like you know reels kind of situations. Mm-hmm. Um, like I believe, uh, you know, just the the intensity of that main guy. He always looks like yeah. he's like one one cigarette away from like going crazy, <laughs> right? So I love yeah. it. It's funny, you're always like, I was left remembering the first season as just being really intense and chaotic and just lots of energy, but I forgot also just how funny the show is. Like, the the show is like really legit, like laugh out loud uh, moments because all the characters just have such great banter, but it's also just like, um, just like lapped just by like the intense drama and situational um, intensity of everything. But yeah, go watch The Bear Season 2. I don't know if it's like an... I think it's like an FX slash Hulu show where I don't know if you can actually like turn on the FX channel well, and see it. I'm, at all. I'm seeing it only on Hulu currently, um, but they, it was made, it's FX Productions, but the original network is Hulu, so I don't think it's on FX right now. Yeah, so go give that one a watch. It's great, but if you wanna if you wanna keep going with uh with the mm-hmm. concept of long one shots and one takes uh we all know that there's a that there's a movie that's uh that's that's uh uh true to our hearts chris and yeah. we talked about the first one on the, on the podcast uh yeah. three years ago now uh called extraction two starring uh, starring chris hemsworth uh, <laughs> as jake and, extraction yes uh, his i think his I, his character name i believe it's very forgettable because you don't really need to know the characters' names. I think it's Tyler or something, or maybe Taylor, or I'm not even really sure. But you kept calling him Jake Extraction. And now he's just Jake Extraction to me when I watch these movies now. Tyler uh, Tyler Rake is his name. I did just. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, that okay, that makes sense because I think they'd say Rake a couple times in the movie, and I thought they were literally talking about like, oh, is this some sort of like pincer move, like the Rake or something like that? Like they're just saying his last I, name. Uh, the, the only thing, so I've not got to watch this movie yet because of because of you know the house stuff we've been doing. But I did see a photo today where he literally hides just behind a ladder, an open ladder from a gunfire <laughs> oh. from a helicopter. So I'm excited yeah, yeah, to hear yeah, about yeah. this from you. So. Yeah. Well, I'll, uh, some standout uh, moments in this movie. First of all, just starting out with the the title screen that shows the logo for Extraction. Uh, they they're really taking liberties with the letters here, and Extraction ends with the letters. Um, I O N. So they turn the I into a Roman numeral, and then they 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 shave off a little bit of the start of the O to make the second Roman numeral. And I was like, all right, you're already just really trying to find a number two here mm-hmm. within all of these letters for extraction, and you're not quite getting <laughs> getting there yet. But they're trying. But the um, the long oneer shot that kind of uh, consumes a lot of the the marketing for this film happens within the first act and it is long it is crazy it is intense uh it ebbs and flows of kind of like believability when it comes to like visual effects and execution right i mean you get going for so long it becomes very obvious very quickly this is not actually uh, a oneer, right? You know, they're not just trying to secretly hide a couple of takes. They've like choreographed this whole thing, which I looked up. It 
took them 29 days to kind of execute in its entirety, right? So they obviously built in like places where they can cut. There's obvious visual effects moments that could, they could really easily hide transitions. And like, that's okay. I don't think they're trying to fool the audience and make them think that they actually did all of this in one single take. Mm-hmm. But since the camera never cuts, you just have this continuous intensity of like where you feel like you're in the moment and once you finally get through this like 20 minute segment which travels I didn't realize I thought it was all going to take place within this prison which is kind of what they highlight a little bit in the trailer but no it 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 extends into a car chase into a train chase there's time of day changes where it starts at night and then you're like ending in the morning so like by the end of it you're just like so overwhelmed but that's i think that's what the filmmakers wanted they want you to they wanted you to feel as exhausted as everyone and that's the part that you saw chris where he is brief or jake extraction is briefly oh, yeah. hiding behind a very very open ladder from like a machine gun from a <laughs> helicopter but it all works really really well uh, i'll just encompass it all and just saying like it's just it's just a fun two hours right if your price of admission is purely just your time and your netflix subscription it, it, it's worth it right you know i don't know if i'd necessarily say like oh go see if this is screening in some sort of uh big theater in your town and take the whole kids and family i, I don't know if it's necessarily worth all that but so, uh, so it was I think built they, for Netflix, and you feel like you got your Netflix worth out of this. Yeah, exactly. But they, they did exactly what you should do with the sequel. They went bigger with it. They went more intense with it. And I, I think you, ha- you have more fun with this than the first one. But I think the, the first one, it's a little bit more contained, kind of all in one location. I, don't, I think it's like in India or, or something it's like that. I don't remember like exactly. It's sort of like Middle Eastern country. Yeah, I don't remember exactly where it takes place. But it's all kind of within like one... I would say at least zip code. Whereas like this one is just kind of like vaguely in Eastern Europe. It seems like they kind of maybe cross a border and then they don't and then they come back. So that's like probably the biggest contextual flaw of the film is you never really know exactly where you are, but that's okay because there's really fun action set pieces. Mm -hmm. But yeah, go check out Extraction 2. I won't really spoil anything, but it seems like they're planning it seems like they'd like to do more as opposed to where well, the they, first one they kind of ended it whereas they're leaving this one open ended. well they they did announce extraction three last week remember it at the Tadum event so like we do know chris third one's coming. i can't remember anything yeah. once this microphone turns off yeah yeah i i know <laughs> i know you're, you're like a new person it's like rebooting you every time we get on the show every mm-hmm. week so uh, absolutely but um yeah, I, I'm excited to watch Extraction 2. It's been on my to-do list. Uh, I sent some photos to you. My, our theater area is now put back together so I can watch this at home and, and not have yeah. to like, be, like, trying. Like, I don't like watching things in bed. And, that you know, I, mean, I know my wife hears me. And I know it drives her crazy. Like, I just don't like watching movies in bed. Like, I'm, like, it's too far mm-hmm. away. I'm Tony, not, I'm not like- in the mood. <laughs> You're in like a weird, you're kind of like in a weird slouched position for a little too long as well. Uh, Like even when I go to a theater that has like the quote luxury loungers, I don't lounge the entire time. I kind of like sit up for portions of it. But yeah, I I got, I got to, before I forget, there is a really cool part in the one shot of this film where they do something really clever where the camera is like all freehand through, through like the whole thing. Right. And then Jake extraction gets hit over the head with like a brick or he gets dazed or something like that. I don't exactly remember. And then they attach and affix the camera to his body kind of like when they do like those like kind of like GoPro shots where they attach it to the person and like you're moving with them as they're like confused and wobbling around and then he falls or I don't remember exactly what happens and they detach the camera again and keep going so like they're doing some really kind of creative stuff within that super long uh, 20 minutes so um, go 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 watch it people it's fun yeah yeah Yeah. and if you you know, if you got kicked off your, uh, your your borrowed Netflix account, this might be a good one. Just get it for a month, test it out, yeah. try it out. Um, but let's go ahead and, and jump into the the news here uh, while my house is still standing, if we will, <laughs> and um, talk about the Flash. Uh, I, I did see. I'm not talking about this yet, and you know, you know, we we can't beat a dead horse, if you will. But uh, it said that it had historically the worst second drop off ever for a movie. Yeah. Um, it was like seventy eight percent, I think. Yeah, um, something like that. Spider Verse is back at the top of the charts this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, and um, uh, very closely tied with Elemental, uh, which has you know uh, been out for for two weeks. But the big news here is that um, that Warner Brothers China has been accused of paying for positive reviews overseas. 
<laughs> and, um, you know, I, I don't think this is Warner Brothers as a whole. I don't think this is necessarily isolated to this movie either. But the, the, the I guess, conversation piece is that everyone has said, or the reports have said, everyone calls this the best superhero movie ever, are kind of being scrutinized and criticized because they're like, it, it's not. Like, it's obviously not that good, right? Like... And whenever all the reviews are saying that, they're like, well, you, you probably really didn't watch the movie or someone paid you to say <laughs> it because you know, we see all the flesh. We, we enjoyed it. We didn't hate it, right? But we both are aware that it's not the best superhero movie ever made, uh, right? So um, it's not even the best superhero movie this month. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's it's really weird. But there's a Twitter thread of um, in our notes here of uh, someone who has been translated from this, but like, the, the reviews from people in China, like, you know, uh, saying that these reviews, that they didn't actually say these reviews and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's giving off uh, that energy of uh, when people are using chat GPT to, like, cheat on quizzes and tests where, you know, you do the you do the uh, command F and look for as a large language model, which always ends up in these like uh, these faked uh, these faked essays. Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah. The funniest thing about it all is like I don't think the reviews were ever the problem for this film, right? Yeah. I mean, they had great uh, tailwind, or I guess headwind, theoretically yeah, yeah. going into the movie. They had like Tom Cruise and a couple other like really big, like Zack Snyder people saying like this is an amazing movie, go check it out. So it's not like they didn't have like you know the positive review hype going into oh. it it was just you know we talked about it in our review for the the movie it's just so bogged down with just and, so much nonsense well i think hyperbole can only reach so far right like it, we don't need tom cruise coming out and saying it's the best movie he's ever seen because it's mm-hmm. not it is not the best movie tom cruise has ever seen we all know it's uh, that one with john travolta where he was the aliens uh <laughs> by l ron hubbard uh, no we're kidding but you know it's it's just really it, it's hard to believe you know what what's PR, what's fake versus, you know, what it is. And that's why a lot of people have started filtering automatically by audience reviews, right, on on the review sites like Rotten Tomatoes, right? Critics reviews, we can look at that, uh, sure, fine. But I think audience reviews, audience scores um, will sometimes clash and be opposite of those critics. And I feel personally that I align with those more often than not sometimes, right? So, um, yeah, I, I think this is, this is an interesting thing. But I, I don't think it's, again, I don't think it's Warner Brothers as a problem. I think a lot of studios probably do this. They just happen to be caught because things weren't lining up the way they promised along the way. Mm-hmm. So you guys can check out that Twitter thread in there and see what people were, were looking at. On the flip side, the uh, Blue Beetle movie, Mike, that's coming out later this year, uh, is uh, confirmed to be in the DCU, the first DCU movie, rather than being attached to the previous DCEU, if you will, that ended with The Flash. And yeah, I don't think this was intentional. I think it's just happenstance that is so far removed. Uh, yeah. That they're like, yeah, we can use it. Yeah, it almost just feels like, okay, we've seen the final cut of the film, and we were effectively able to sanitize the context of the world so much in a way that this could exist anywhere, right? You know, I almost get the vibe of just like, you know, George Lopez does truly say Batman is a fascist right you know in the actual movie like he does in the trailer like what if he said captain america was a fascist instead could you you could probably just like slot this movie within Mm -hmm. any comic book universe is the vibe that i get which i don't know like it could it still could be a very good movie right but as i said like a million times before the best part about these comic book movies is when they all get to play within the same sandbox and they all get to exist within the same universe and they all just feel like you're getting this multiplier and I just feel like when I go get when I go to see Blue Beetle, I'm not going to get any of those well, multiplying effects. <laughs> well, and I don't think it's I think because it is the first technical movie, but you're right, it has been. It was made during a previous people in charge, so there could be references like you mentioned, sanitized. Obviously, it'll refer to heroes, but not specific ones. Like, yeah, we're not going to hear about like the Justice League event, right? Kind of thing. And, you know, as we'll talk about later. Um, when you reference the blip so many times, like you, you're not going to hear references to things that we have seen. So um, I think this will be fine. I, again, every time I see the trailer, I'm like, oh, these shots look like they belong on a streaming service. Like <laughs> they didn't film this with like 
the high-end lenses and the cameras. They just did it with what they could get for the day. So uh, hopefully we, we, you know, we we are surprised and something good comes out of this. But you know, yeah. we're we're all really waiting for the Superman movie down the road, right? Yeah. The, the, I mean. Yeah, I, I like I like the main actor that's supposed to be in this um, from Cobra Kai. They're just they have a they're fun. They have a lot of youthful energy. They have some combat experience at least from being in mm-hmm. Cobra Kai. That's for sure. Uh, but like I don't know. Don't you feel like you can just like see like exactly what's going to happen in this movie already, right? You know, yeah. he start he starts off from you know a, uh, from the bottom. Right, he reluctantly falls into these uh, re- these like powers, and you know, yeah. th- this uh, with great power comes response. Like it, it just yeah. seems like I can already see like the classical like hero's journey, which I'm not saying it's bad. Right, this is a great place to start, but I just feel like I'm just not gonna be super entertained when I go to this I, film. I, I cannot wait for the uh, color swap, palette swap villain to appear. Right, and, and oh the, yeah, the there's a different beetle that actually fell like. You know, to Earth on the other side of the yeah. planet, well, and like I'm, a bad guy attached themselves to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Or they, 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 hey, we were able to copy this, but you know, obviously, yeah, it, it's, and it, it's gonna feel like that down the road. And before any like hardcore Blue Beetle fans get really upset and say, "But that's, you know, who knows? That could be the origin of the comic book." I'm like, "That's fine. Like, I'm not upset, right?" But yeah. like, when you get such a saturation of just origin stories over the years, you're just like, "I just hope they find some place to add something new and fresh." And that's yeah. all. And, you know, again, knowing it was built on a very small budget for a streaming audience, mm-hmm. you, we have to keep, uh, like, our, I guess, our expectations in check, too. But they made it, they made a very active choice to move this to, to, to theater. So, yeah. um, know, what, know what I really hope is in this movie, though, Chris? Oh I really hope just for a one brief scene, Gal Gadot's Wonder oh Woman God, like, sweeps you. in and just saves the yeah. day. Yeah, you, you, you read my mind because, you know, <laughs> she is the cameo queen right now in the DC universe. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a recent interview, Gal Gadot is apparently, uh, Gal Gadot, I think it's Gadot, uh, is apparently leaving the door open for a return as a character. I never thought she was the problem as uh, Diana Prince, Wonder Woman, right? Mm-hmm. The second movie script was just awful. It was terrible. It, w- it was the worst thing I've ever seen. And it even has uh, the internet's uh, favorite daddy. What's his name? Uh, Pedro Pascal in it, right? He's like the main character. Like, w- you had everything going for you. How did you mess up so bad? But she has, like I mentioned here, cameoed in the last two DC EU films um, momentarily in Shazam to bring back Shazam to life. And then here to use her uh, lasso of truth for Barry to say that he knows what sex is but hasn't had it before so i really hope they uh, use don't her. <laughs> don't forget she popped up in a random submarine in uh fast oh, x yeah, no, yeah, this summer true. as yeah. well yeah I, I can't wait for the justice league <laughs> justice league crosses over with the fast franchise um but but ab- absolutely so you know it is I, I think she's fine i think she does a great job but you know she can only wait around for these roles for so long before she has to go over to netflix and do red notice too uh, and what's that other the spy movie thriller that she's uh, got coming out? Something Stone. Something that didn't stone, look interesting. Heart, Queen, Heart, Stone, Heart, Queen, mm. Stone. I, I, something like that. I don't know. Absolutely. But I would love to see her get a third movie, right? I, I You know, maybe we don't need Patty Jenkins. Maybe they get some fresh blood in there to do it. They could tie this very closely into the DC universe, right? If Aquaman or if. The Flash gives us a multiverse full of spaghetti and pasta sauce. Why not, you know, have this actress continue on as Wonder Woman, right? Totally fine with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, absolutely, maybe she will make a cameo in this. Be the, she'll be the first continued casting for, for the DCU. Uh, speaking of the DCEU, uh, it was announced this week that a box set is releasing this fall, collecting all 10, not collecting all 10, collecting 10 of those films, uh, which there include... Man of Steel, <laughs> Batman v Superman, Justice League, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 84, Aquaman, The Flash, Shazam, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and Black Adam. There I, you go. This is for those uh, Snyder fans that want to finally complete their altar I don't, uh, to his likeness in their closets. I, I think this is the, the Whedon cut, though, because that's the one they always say like is like the official one from them. So, uh-huh. uh, Well, Snyder, they would throw out probably Wonder Woman 84 anyway as well. Yeah, possibly. I, I think they would probably... Maybe just swap out their Justice League discs, right, with the the black and white four by three version we all wanted to see. But if you you if you hear this correctly, we are missing 
three movies from this list. Suicide Squad, mm. The Suicide Squad, yes, these are different movies, and Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, but all three of these were R-rated, so they're probably not putting them in like a big family consumer set that you can buy off the mm. shelf. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, this is a, a play for the uh, for the shelves at Walmart. Yeah. Did you did you happen to see I – didn't, I didn't link the image. Did you happen to see the uh, the movie set image? Um, it's like a – a fanning image of like all the movies like around it. Cause I had to go through, I'm like, what am I missing? What, what movies have I not seen in the past, you know, 10 years mm-hmm. of DCU? Um, but I, I kept forgetting black Adam was in there. So, um, yeah, it'll be coming out. It's in a 4k, uh, Blu-ray. So future proof yourself while you can. I, I can't believe I totally forgot birds of prey even existed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it, I don't think it's a bad movie, but like, there's been no consequences from it, I guess, or like any reference later. You know, as Mike mm. says, the, the superhero synergy is very lacking. Yes, very movie. low. Uh, but all three of those movies do have uh, Barbie herself uh, as a starring in all of them, so that's pretty fun, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, she's reportedly Margot Robbie's coming over as, as Wonder, uh, not Wonder Woman, uh, Invisible Woman in Marvel. So, um, yeah. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, check out the box set now available. Pre-order on Amazon if you want to coming out this fall. Now for the meat and potatoes of this podcast, Mike. The <laughs> the thing we've all anxiously been waiting for is the Craven trailer. And I have linked the Red Band trailer below, Mike, in our notes. Because um, there are, the scene where he bites somebody's nose off is in this one and not the other one. And I really, really wanted to see what, what the big deal was about that scene. Not that impressive, gonna be honest. <laughs> like very, very disappointing. I uh, think I think unfortunately we were built up by the description that they got to see at was it CinemaCon or CinemaCon, what, yeah. whatever it was. Like sounded like oh man he bites a nose off and it yeah, was, it, it was, I suppose any nose biting is brutal. But <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like I thought he was gonna do like up close and be like really bloody, but it it wasn't. It was you know like akin to watching a Mike Tyson fight. Uh, you know, yeah. So it, it really wasn't too bad, but um. You know, this this trailer really. How do I find the words <laughs> for this, Mike? I'm not excited for this movie. It it seems like it definitely lives within the villain universe that they've been building, right? You know, you could almost do like a like a, a tr- uh, triple showing of the Venom, Morbius, and Craven just trailers side by side, and you'd be like, yeah, I'm in the same. I'm in the same universe for sure. Uh, obviously, like absolutely, like zero tie-in to like really the Marvel universe in yeah. any way, except for like maybe like the cameo of another villain coming up. The ending uh, is. I, go- watch the ending be Michael Keaton show up and be like, "Hey, you want to hunt <laughs> Spider-Man? You, you really bring it on. Game here's Spider-Man. Bring it on. Um, you know how I just want to go off the deep end with this uh, uh, franchise. I mean, yeah. I know you have it listed down here, but it was like my biggest takeaway was the the blood. Uh, magic I, I, blood. Oh, how many times can Sony mess up their <laughs> franchises with magic blood? Like I don't, I don't know if the origin of Craven has kind of been, just been different over the years. Maybe it, I don't know how it's changed in within Ultimate or different universes, right? But I would say traditionally Craven is known as just human. Uh, maybe he might have heightened skills due to like training or just kind of like origins of like just growing up in like the jungle right he just could be more attuned to nature but nothing really supernatural to state from here and it was hard to ignore the juxtaposition i almost wanted to tweet a side by side of the shots of the blood going into his body compared to the blood going into Tatiana Maslany from her cousin oh, yeah. in uh, in She-Hulk. It's almost the exact same premise of, oh, no, magic blood got in me. Well, I mean, if you think the entire premise of uh, most of the amazing Spider-Man movies, right, was magic blood. Uh, we got Morbius very much. Va- that's a whole movie about magic blood, right, and mm-hmm. vampires. Uh, I would say probably even cl- close to Venom, some of that being you know blood related, right? Because you know Carnage was was crazy. Because I mean, well, the common denominator would be liquid. Yeah. Uh, magical. Li- just stay away from fluids, people. Yeah. There's no good to come from it. Yeah. You know, just bring band aids if you have a band aid. <laughs> but like, I think my biggest problem with this trailer is it tells too much of the story, and 
I would rather have been disappointed in the theater than watching this trailer. I wish they would have like cut a really good trailer than disappointed me in the theater. Oh, they uh, gotta. I mean, like, come on, like uh, the only the only real reason I have any sort of in depth knowledge of Craven myself is because I watched the '90s Spider Man cartoon growing up, where Craven was a regular on the show, right? And I mean, if 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 you weren't plugged into that, right? At the very least, I'm sure you weren't reading comic books as well. So, and if you're not showing Spider-Man in the movie at all, like they they're gonna have to show you everything to even get you to buy a ticket. Yeah, well, and and you know, Craven has been known for literally hunting Spider-Man. Craven's last hunt is the 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 biggest comic book with him in it right one of one of spider-man's like you got to read this book because you know this is very important for spider-man's history and this person hunting him but like uh it's it's not it doesn't feel like he's not hunting anyone we know his his apparently the villain is the rhino right at the end who also gets magic blood to turn him into a rhino or the it seems like the villain's actually his father it seems like he's got an axe to grind against his dad and then at some point in time the rhino Shows up. I'm getting vibes that Rhino's like teaser at the end of the movie. Like he's not even oh. going to be it. It's going to be like the Rhino in the Amazing Spider-Man, where you just get him at the end of well, no it's, consequence. It's, it's sad that it's not Paul Giamatti, right? We we have confirmation oh, yeah. it's not him. But no, I, I from what I've heard from from before that he's actually in this. You know, more than just the end scene. That's great. But you know, this is. Do you remember that movie that came out? Was it last year? Beast. With Idris Elba, we're like running from a lion in a, in a safari kind of thing. Oh yeah, it's kind of like Jaws, but with a lion. With a lion, kind of. This kind of. I had that like flashbacks to that trailer when I was watching this. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's it's so weird that you know he wants to to shoot it, and then he he the powers that he has where he can control animals to do what like and see through their eyes or control them was really really weird like that's not a norm like i understand that maybe he had like a connection to animals but like not like controlling animals right with with us so this is really stretching what the character is known for and that's fine yeah sometimes changing characters works cool but this doesn't feel authentic in any way it feels very by the numbers what can we get away with uh and and put out and people will will you know it won't make a billion dollars but maybe they'll watch it because it's got you I, know an enthusiastic action star in it i guarantee we go see this movie on opening weekend and if we're lucky enough to have a crowded theater if they show jared leto's michael morbius in the post credit scenes our theaters will lose their minds because the only people going to Craven on opening weekend are people that also went and saw Morbius. And we're just like, it's crazy how I've, I've come around to this idea. Just like go in this crazy idiotic sandbox and make the dumbest thing possible. Please get this movie out so I can get to the, the, the sequels as fast as possible. Right. Well, see, that's how I feel about the fast franchise, Mike. You've, you've come around to this as I've come around to the fast movies. Uh, I see. I see. Okay. But, but I mean, let's put money down right now is if if Jared Leto shows up is he gonna say it's Morbin time because like <laughs> it, like it's come full circle like they, they want to put it in there now police uh, or uh, if they want to maybe subvert expectations slightly he could say it's Craven time oh, yeah. uh, just to nod to the movie that he's in so if we have Morbius we have Craven we have Rhino Vulture. now Vulture. possibly Vulture depending on if you know they want to pay Keaton's paycheck and I don't know maybe he will maybe he won't the, the, they, don't, they don't need him there remember they voiced over his last scene with CG and yeah. call, had him call on a cell phone hey can you read this line for us real yeah. Fast? yeah they just never have him take the helmet off uh, get some sort of symbiote in there in some mm. way right so that's five Venom. so we just need to introduce one new character for the sinister the- Six side of things. I would say do a do a scorpion. I feel a scorpion would fit in this universe way mm-hmm. easier than it would the MCU at this point. Um, oh, I th- I think maybe one thing to tie all the genetic stuff together is maybe bring in like Smythe. Uh, was it Alistair Smythe yeah, or something? The Spider Slayers. Yeah, just to kind of bring it full circle, right? You know, he couldn't re- necessarily be on the ground, but you know, put him in sort of some sort of like exo suit, right? That'd be kind yeah. of cool. Well, maybe, maybe, what if he is maybe providing enhanced gear to these villains? Mm, like he's maybe. like he he's not really there until the end, and then he shows up and he's got an even bigger batter suit. Uh, this is this and, is sounding very much like Silver Samurai from the from the Wolverine <laughs> movie, and, but yeah. 
and they have to fight um they definitely fight andrew garfield's uh mm-hmm. version of spider-man right yeah uh just that would be so silly it'd be so funny it'd be so weird i feel like Garfield would be down to just be Spider-Man one more time I, again I want, in like this garbage universe. He's got to make his face. He did at that award show when they're like, and we have, you know, uh, what well, they said, Tom Holland, and it really wasn't him on purpose, but he was like making that stupid face where he's like, ah. uh-huh. so I like it. Maybe, maybe they could do that. But I, I, what, what's, what's the odds they don't even put Spider-Man in this mic at the end? What are they like? Psych, we never did Spider-Man. <laughs> the odds are incredibly high. Yeah. Oh, because oh, and I f- I'm forgetting the Madam Web movie that takes place in like the 90s. So maybe some sort of like hero figure emerges from that movie, Spider-Woman. and maybe this, yeah, maybe the you know the Sinister Six fights them. So that could be a possibility. You yeah. get your Spider Person without actually, you know. It's yeah. <laughs> this this trailer is very. Um, it's not cringe yet, but like boys at bordering cringe at the end of the day. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited to see it. Let's go watch it. Let's yeah. go have a good time. We're not critics. We're fans, Mike. Remember that. I keep telling myself that when we go into these. But um, yeah, so Craven, the trailer's here. Check out the red band. Oh, I also put the first po- the first poster with some incredibly CG dabs here. Like like the most Photoshop Ooh. set of abs I've ever seen in my life on a man. Um, One, two, three possibly an eight pack i i see f- i'm counting five and a half here um, <laughs> but this is from the, the there's a, a picture of craven that if everyone if you search craven the hunter in google you will see the image of him lying on like sitting on a throne with like his you know lion vest mane on here so uh they they made sure to literally put um uh, you know aaron taylor johnson in that pose for the poster right to, to say hey we know yeah. we we saw the comic cover once also yeah to be fair, I loved Aaron Taylor Johnson in Bullet Train. He mm-hmm. was almost better than Brad Pitt was in that film of just um, entertainment oh, yeah. on screen. So he he's he's gonna be he's gonna give it his all. I think yeah. much like uh, Leto and um, uh, Tom Hardy did. <laughs> yeah, the the fact that Russell Crowe's in this is just blowing my mind. How did they get him right? Like. <laughs> He he has he has been um, the the dad of Superman. He was Zeus in Marvel. Now he's the the, the father of Craven the Hunter. Like uh, he he must be really needing some work lately, I guess. Or maybe he does a fun project and then a not fun project. So um, yeah, check out the trailer. Let us know what you think. Craven the Hunter out this uh, it's fall, right? I think it's October. Maybe so. We'll keep you guys posted. Fun fact for people who may not know, uh, I did not know this uh, myself until recently, but Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse has multiple versions of this movie in theaters, Mike. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, there's at least, uh, I've included a tweet that shows two video scenes of Lila, uh, Spider-Man 29's AI, uh, doing different things, different animations based on the same conversation, same voice track, uh, but she does different uh different little things and one of the animators i believe or, or someone in charge of the movie came and says i wonder when people would start to notice so uh, yeah i uh, i read an article about it yesterday and i don't know if somebody has cataloged the differences in their entirety yet but they mainly seem to be kind of like alt lines right of uh like oh we could do this line we could do that line um uh the scarlet spider who's voiced by uh what's his face uh from snl and the lonely island i can't remember his name Mm -hmm. Um, yeah uh he he has like a different line apparently when he's like threatening somebody is like oh i'll i'll do i'll give you a headlock in one version and then there's another version where he says something else but um yeah not changing anything strongly narrative wise but i do think it's fun right you know if you just have the ability to kind of create slightly different versions of your movie and everything's kind of like distributed like digitally or on hard drives anyway like yeah go ahead do it i think that's that's just like a fun little tidbit yeah so i actually i found i found a list going here but the one i the one i'd seen before this was um the spot uh when he's gonna put his finger in the mini collider he says oh which would not be good or he says oh what the heck so I wonder if there's truly two versions or if um, there is, you know, maybe multiple versions of this out there. And why, why would they do this? Um, do you think that they would have different animation uh, in some voice lines in the other? 
for that. Yeah, I, I guess that's kind of like the bigger galaxy brain question, right? Is this just a fun Easter egg for the audience? Or are they hinting at something even larger that everything that happened in the second movie can't totally be trusted because the multiverse is fracturing or something like that. I, I don't know. I just think it's I just think it's fun. You know, mm-hmm. you have a, a movie like this that's entirely made, you know, digitally in a sense where you can kind of just go in and like tweak things. You don't necessarily have to whip a camera out. You know, yeah, I think that's fun. Yeah, I, I my, my biggest I, me, I go to an interesting thing here. Um, is that maybe Sony is doing regional testing to see what versions are being leaked online earlier? Oh, like, like yeah, pirated versions? yeah, maybe because you know they they are all, all all movies now are not sent by reels. They're 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 sent or downloaded deliver digital cinema packages that are locked and, and encrypted and they can't unlock until the said time they they send a code down to unlock it. But um, it, it can be it can be both ways. But like you know. If you have different regions and you're selling, you're like, okay, well, we saw this version on pirated sites. We know this region has a problem. Maybe we start selling the physical versions there earlier, or maybe we stop, you know, releasing movies there for we're seeing a bigger, you know, we're losing more money because of them kind of thing. So uh, I, I'd be interested to see what the reason is. I don't think they'll ever come out and say it, but the associate, it was the associate editor on the film who did confirm that there are multiple versions out there. So. Um, I There's think a, I would love to there, see the digital, the I guess the physical release or whatever, how you can turn these on, right? Which one's going to be the home version? Yeah, there's a there's a poor guy out there in the world that I guess um, likes to do like fan captioning for the movie, kind of just to get a um, what do they call like a trans like a fan transcription of the movie? Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, they uh, they found out about this and they're like, no, it's a lot more work to do now that you have to hunt down all these versions, but that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd, be, I'd be interested uh, to learn more, but maybe we'll, maybe we won't. Other big things that might, th- th- uh, this next topic is going to be wild. We got two, t- two kind of bulls with it, but Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con 2023, Marvel, HBO, Universal, Netflix, Lucasfilm, Sony, and probably others are not presenting this year. They may have floor space, yes, but they will not have, um, not all these will have panel spaces. Some may not even have floor space. Very much a reduced capacity for these very large film companies at San Diego Comic-Con, Mike. And what do you make yeah, of this? I, I, I saw an interesting uh, theory, which I think holds pretty strong, that uh, right now, obviously, the writers are on strike in yep. Hollywood. The uh, Directors Guild, it's, it's they have like a tentative agreement, but... Yeah, they, they voted not to ratify a, it, didn't they? Yeah, not 100% sure exactly how that is all going to shake out, but they could possibly go through. But now the Actors Guild, it looks like that they probably are going to strike because their deadline is by the end of the week. Uh, so uh, what's one thing actors aren't going to do? They're not going to go to Comic-Con and they're not going to promote projects yeah. if they're on strike. So if that is kind of the biggest draw usually in these big halls is bringing the stars out on stage, like, well, we're not going to go. I always think it's crazy. It must be a, a nightmare for the people that yeah. pl- plan Comic-Con that you can be one month out from your convention and you're starting to get word that these big these big, my, you know, people aren't going my, to show up. Like that's got to be a nightmare. <laughs> my guess is they probably already knew, right? Like you probably have to lock in your space and stuff pretty early on because, you know, the Marvel's not throwing their panel together one month in advance. They would have done this a long time ago, um, especially if you're going to print giveaway, like paper giveaways of those things. Yeah, you know how much they give out of that stuff. So um, I guess they've known for a while, but it's probably not come out on anyone's schedules. I think I think it is twofold. Um, one, uh, you you can't really promote projects that aren't in production, right? It's very hard to talk mm-hmm. about those. Uh, so I think that the writers the writer strike is doing that. The upcoming actors strike, if it goes through, um, you know they're not going to book. Any, they all get paid for that. That's those are all paid appearances, right? That's that's part of the the deal. So they're not going to come either. But at the same time, I I'm like I am okay with this. Uh, in in some terms because comic-con is not about movie studios like they 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 came up what 10 15 years ago and kind of just like overpowered comic-con with the rise of the mcu and dc and everything else right they never used to be there it used to be comic book stuff nerds and while it may take this down to a much smaller 
venue a smaller event, it would put the focus back on Comic-Con, if you will. Now, I think there's an opportunity for a maybe a different organization that's not called Comic-Con to, to take that place and create a different, like, uh, uh, entertainment convention, if you will. Kind of like we have CinemaCon, right, down down there. Like, you know, um, in Brazil's, uh, they call it Brazil's Comic-Con. So, like, what, what could take this place to, to provide a, a uh, place for TV, movie shows to present their, their projects at the end of the day, right? Um, and keep Comic-Con close to, to comics and, and uh, you know, artists and, you know, other celebrities as well. I think there's a benefit yeah. to both of these, but you know it would suck I, to not have all that money because then Comic Con's going to shrink down pretty quick. Yeah, I feel like it's just going to be a one-off, like light year, right? Like we've seen this before, where studios kind of rotate off Comic Con occasionally if they don't have anything big to promote or if it's not really aligning with their announcement or media cycles. I, I just don't think you can you can undervalue the branding that mm. is Comic Con and the weekend I, and the media buzz that you get around it. I would say I would used to think that until E3 has been canceled, uh, right? E3 used to be the video game thing, and now everyone's like, well just hold our own panels like we are in the digital age where marvel can have their own panel right and do that uh all these companies hbo universal netflix netflix just had their to dumb event last weekend they don't need they don't need comic-con um you know lucasfilm and marvel usually do things with disney so like are we in an age where they're just going to hold their own panels and do their own media promotion and save those costs yeah i don't believe you're entirely wrong uh, but um, I, I think that you could see a few differences where, like, at least with the Netflix to dumb thing, I didn't even know it was happening until it was literally happening and the headlines were hitting yeah. my feed. No anticipation, no buildup. And then once it was done and over with, like, I, I forgot about it, right? Like, once I kind of watched that weird, goofy One Piece trailer and we talked about it uh, on Sunday, it, it's literally not come up again in my mind. Um, uh, and then with E3, slightly different beast, I think, because it kind of started as just like an industry thing where if you were lucky and you could weasel yourself into it and somehow you could align yourself with the industry, you could get mm-hmm. into the, the conference. So I don't know. Uh, you've been to SDCC. I've been quite a few times. Uh, I have a soft place in my heart. So Absolutely. I, I hope it sticks around and uh, doesn't oh, go anywhere. I, I, I Hopefully things kick back up again next yeah, year. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it, there there is the value there. But I, my concern is if it continues, it may not be the um, – the, the SDCC we once knew, if you will, right? Post, post-COVID, post, uh, you know, uh, digital digital era here is taking over. But but we'll see. My biggest excitement was hopefully to get Marvel Studios, right, in Hall H. Because, like, you know, everything has been shifted. We literally just got new release dates for everything. We've got several things, um, you know, uh, that we, we know are in works but have not been announced. We lean some actors for Fantastic Four. I would love to get their, an updated schedule for their TV shows, right? Because that's kind of been shifted and delayed as well. But if we're not going to have a Hall H, maybe, maybe they'll put something out later. Uh, however, they will focus on uh, Marvel Studios, will focus on floor events and have a presence there. So I think leading kind of into your what you said, right? Like it's not going to go away forever. They're going to have something. This is not going to be the same as it's always been this year because of everything. The perfect storm going on outside my house and at Comic-Con this year because of everything. So um, really, really sad not to do that. But we'll, we'll shift gears. One of the, the next um, – after the Marvels, the following Marvel project is Deadpool 3. And this week I we have reports that there are confirmed at least three-plus Deadpool variants in this film, Mike. Oh, I didn't even consider that as a possibility. Um I mean, technically, we did get to see the second Deadpool variant of Ryan Reynolds from X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Um, Yeah, because he time travels, and he, like, uh, what does he actually do to him? Does he, like, push him down into that, like, reactor or something? No, no, he cuts him in half from behind or something like that. Like, he, he, like, is behind him, and, like... Mm -hmm. I don't remember how he kills him. He either chopped him in half or cut his head off or something from behind because he was still in the like the silhouette from the light behind him a little bit. But um, yeah, Deadpool, Deadpool, it was time travel, but it, it seemed more multiversal, right? Like he was going literally like where Ryan Reynolds was taking on a contract for the Green Lantern and stuff like that. So it really was, I would say, the first movie that toyed with the idea of the multiverse, if you will, in, in this uh 
yeah. thing. Maybe maybe we'll get to see. I mean, I know probably the most popular variant. I guess maybe if you could call it variant of Deadpool right now is Gwenpool. Mm-hmm. People really seem to like that character. It's very current in the comic books. But beyond that, I feel like Deadpool They're, variants are usually just kind of like gimmicks and jokes. Like it's yeah. either like some sort of like animal or it's like a baby or it's like, a, well, you know, like a zombie or something yeah, like the, that. He, yeah, Headpool, which is like Deadpool's head when he's a zombie, is like a very popular mm-hmm. thing because he just carries it around. Uh, the Ultimate Universe version of Deadpool was actually very serious, like like kind of like a lethal assassin kind of killer without the jokes. So that's that could be an interesting version. Um, I hope they kind of go wild and create some new ones, right? Like, you know, this is what mm-hmm. this one could have been in that, like, if we did a 90s X-Men or, like, some other version, like, you know, they, they pull them. So I, I think there's a, a way to have some fun with it. But the other news that kind of dropped here later in the week was that Ben Affleck has been spotted on set for this movie. And... You know, the only thing I was like, if they're hopping multiverses for Fox properties, well, guess who played Daredevil? Oh, yeah, (laughs) that could be fun. I mean, and that kind of goes into, you know, if we're talking about just iconic Deadpool storylines, I mean, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Yep. One of the more iconic ones and one of the more fun kind of almost like what if slash offshoots, if you will. Uh, that could be really, really fun as well. But um, that would be lots of slaughtering because yeah. uh, you, you'd have to hop around to lots of alternate versions. And you got to leave some of them alive because they probably have to pop up in Secret Wars, yeah. right? You know, in a couple of years. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I think this would be funny being um, in the same, not within the same year, but like, uh, I guess, you know, with Ben Affleck coming back to comic books to finish off his Batman role in The Flash and then mm-hmm. coming back to Deadpool to finish off his his Daredevil thing. Uh, he's never said he hated it. He's always kind of poked fun at it over the years. So I, I could totally see him doing that, just to just to do that, uh, play play that version of his Matt Murdock there. But uh, yeah, no clue. But yeah, I'm excited for Deadpool three. Like you know, seeing Hugh Jackman and um, Ryan Reynolds back would be would be great. Uh, let's uh, end the episode, Mike, talking about a the newest Disney Plus Marvel show, Secret Invasion, one that has been in the works for. When did Captain Marvel come out? I guess 2018, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they introduced the scrolls to us, everyone's asked, "How are the when are the scrolls going to infiltrate Earth and take over, Mike? When are they going to do it?" Well, the answer is now. Uh, so, uh, episode one is on Disney Plus. I think let's go ahead and say, "Flag." This is going to be spoiler filled for this episode, even though yeah, that, um, that that's usually kind of like yeah. the uh, the kind of format we stick to here when we review. Marvel shows. It's been yeah. a bit. We haven't talked about uh, a Marvel Disney Plus show since She-Hulk, which was that earlier this year that or was, was last that last year. last year? Man, time flies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we always we always talk about these episodes at the very end of each episode. So uh, yeah. if you want to avoid spoilers, at and least you got a chance to hear all the news this week. Exactly. And we don't um, I just say we'll probably not talk every episode. Right. Unless it's like highly relevant. But uh, there are only six secret invasion episodes. So. Yeah, they might be doing some some interesting stuff. So, yes, we will uh, be talking about this. Hopefully you uh, watch it. If not, um, pause this, go watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus. Come back, and, and you can join in our discussion. But, um, yeah, overall, Mike, since we've not had anything since uh, She-Hulk, I think that's been a nice breather, right? We had a lot of Disney Plus Marvel shows, like, all at once over the past, like, couple of years. So it was nice to revisit this. And I was happy to see Samuel L. Jackson return as Nick Fury. I think he slides right back into that role. Like nobody's business uh, that he uh, created, well, or not created, but he, I guess, started portraying as uh, 15, 15 years ago now. So that was that was fun, but uh, honestly, slow slow burn. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of hard. I don't want to fully judge things right now since it's just one episode and it's only six episodes, like you said, in total. I'm I'm starting to get slightly worried that maybe we're kind of in maybe Obi-Wan territory of this possibly was originally conceived as a film, but then got chopped up into a movie in mm-hmm. some sorts. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but yeah, uh, slow burns a nice way to say, it. I would say it's teetering kind of on boring mm-hmm. where not a whole lot happens in this, uh, episode. And also they're setting up the whole concept of this secret invasion is going to be different, obviously, than what we've seen in the comic books, where in the comic books, like the big twist was we have captured these heroes or even killed them and replaced them with doubles that have been in front of you for all of these years. And they kind of show us at the very, very beginning that. 
Martin Freeman hasn't been a scroll the whole time. We, we've just happened to capture a scroll that's kind of just mystiquing their yeah. way into uh, a Martin, Martin Freeman for just, I don't know, maybe a day or a couple days or something. He was intercepting something. information, right? And we don't know yeah. how long that's been. Like, it's not, yeah. the, it's not the one we saw in Black Panther, for sure. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So you already can't necessarily trust the characters that you're seeing right away which really uh kind of leans into the 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 finale of the episode when we see maria hill die where i don't know exactly what they want me to feel right i i don't think i've ever really connected to the character of maria hill because she's just kind of been a uh, a nick fury kind of like lackey for most of the mcu and has not really contributed much of consequence and no shade to colby smolders big fan of how i met your mother i've seen a lot of hours of her on tv uh i don't really have a, a problem with her in particular but like when her character like got shot and died i was just like well i'm not 100 percent sure she's actually dead and she, she if is. she is yeah. do i even care like i guess we need to like you know maybe light a fire under nick fury more than usual but i was like i don't i didn't honestly did well, not care and i was not surprised when she died i think well i think there's there's two things here one you know she re- really good during avengers and winter soldier right like the two like when we met nick fury and she was like it kind of actually against him a little bit in the first one antagonistic in avengers and winter soldier but like you know these two characters you leave them off the table for so long what do you do with them when they come back, right? Like, that that was their prime back then. We are almost 10 years on. Like, that that's a hard way to pick up from them, um, mm-hmm. from that. But at the same time, I think, I think you're right. Like, you know, it's it's one of those, like, I, to me, it is Nick Fury's most trusted advisor, you feel, or the, most trust, the person he trusts the most in the world mm-hmm. and universe is, is gone. So I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see him, um, as he mentioned in Avengers, you know, you know, you've, You've not made me angry. You've made me desperate. You know, and how is he going to react over the next several episodes as a desperate man on Earth trying to figure out who scrolls and and what's going on here? Because uh, I, I I think I think I would have liked to binge this show. I think episode by episode, like I'm not. It, it's too slow for me to care. Like it really reminds me of the first three episodes of Andor. Remember, the first three are not that good. Like until you watch them all together, and then the show really took off. I'm like. It really feels like an Andor show. Like, yeah, you're building the world, you're setting the players, you're setting up the board. It's fine. We got to get moving, but let's move move a little quicker. Uh, I also think we're, unless they they revisit later. One of the, I'd say the downfalls is there's this whole guy named Gravik, right? The the evil scroll, um, and this you know encampment they're making in Russia. That's fine for for the the scrolls who went home, but like, it's not really. You've not made, I've not inter- been interested in for why we interest them just now. I don't care about what their their cause is yet. And yeah. we need to get more to that cause because obviously Fury has history with him. We don't know what it is. Why are they yeah. angry at each other? Okay, and, we got to wait. And, but. and also since since they're trying to be like very kind of cloak and daggery, trying to be like spy thriller secretive, just means everyone is playing everything incredibly wooden in this first episode like everyone's trying to keep their secrets and their intentions close to their chest which doesn't really give us a lot of chance to see performances in this first episode which i think kind of leans into like kind of the the drabness of like i was not excited at all i felt like i was just sitting on my couch staring at the screen i didn't really i couldn't really take anything away from this and then it kind of made me think like I kind of observe Marvel things from two lenses now, and I would say these are the exact same lenses that you look at maybe even Marvel comics as well, where you're looking, one lens is just you're looking for a good story. You're looking to be entertained no matter what's happening, who's involved, what characters. You just want to see some cool stuff happen, right? And in the other lens, you just want some very interesting lore. And that lens is fun because you don't even necessarily have to watch a show to exercise that part of your vision, right? You can go on Wikipedia, see all of these different, like, stories and all of these twists and turns and, like, oh, one time this one character did this crazy thing and was actually able to, like, make the Hulk bleed or something like that, right? So using that lens on the show is a little bit more entertaining because, like, oh, what have the scrolls been up to, right? How are they, like, kidnapping people and, like, taking their, like, memories, you know... 
I, I thought it was kind of interesting that they're living in these kind of nuclear wastelands because mm. the nuclear radiation doesn't harm them. I was like, okay, well, that's clever. Then also sets up like, oh, if they just get a bunch of nukes, right, they can just like blow the planet up and they'll be the only ones that survive, kind of like cockroaches. So I was like, well, this is cool. I like this lore. I could totally see somebody like, oh, you got to read this run of the Marvel comics. It's all about the scrolls and they like, they're trying to take over Earth by stealing a bunch of like nuclear weapons. Like, oh, this is, this sounds really mm. interesting. I love like this angle that they're taking but you know but then you go read the comic book run and it's just like oh but unfortunately like it's not the best run you know the 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 title i think is is does this a disservice because you're expecting the secret invasion books like you even mentioned at the top right like Mm -hmm. this is very much not that this was this is a series born out of captain marvel like literally this is essentially a sequel to captain marvel right now um Mm -hmm. running parallel and I, i i think I would disagree in some of the performances. I think Samuel Jackson and um, Ben Mendelsohn, who plays uh, uh, what's it? it's not Sta- not Davos. What's his name? Um, ta- ta- well, I Talos. thought it was Talos, but they're called but they pronounce it differently in the show, like Talos. Yeah. Like I, they're they're saying Talos, but I always thought it was Talos. So yeah, I don't know right. how you're supposed e- to say e- it. Either way, so <laughs> I think I think they're both doing. I, I I enjoy them. I think they're both doing. You know, the really good actors. I'm interested to see what Olivia Coleman's character does. The this the British CIA, how they're running with that. Um, Olivia Coleman is in season two of The Bear for uh, one episode. So there you go, tying it back to the. There, there we go. I, I I just wish this would have all been at once. And this is making me think like. Maybe they're doing Echo a justice by putting it all out at once because I think watching this whole show, we would have our – we'd be experiencing the twists and turns as they ebb and flow rather than waiting a week to see what the next one is, right? Like if this was just one blast through this, you'd be like, oh, man, this is great. Oh, that's awful. That sucks. Back and forth. But now we're like kind of in a lull waiting for the next one, and we obviously there's spy thriller things. There's going to be some sort of twist and turn every week. I just wish it was all at once. Right, and that's that, I think that would really help me, um, you know, feel like feel like it's just it's, it's how again it's how we watch Andor. First three episodes kind of slow, but like it really picked up, and I was happy to watch six episodes of Andor easily in one day. So I really feel a, a parallel here, and hopefully they can you know pick it up and go. But at the same time, I'm like the window for this probably sailed five years ago, right? Like you, if you're into a Captain Marvel follow up, do it right after Captain Marvel with the characters showing showing what they were doing don't wait you know so long and i i think that's really the does it a disservice however you know um i'm interested to see do you think that um don Cheadle will be uh nominated for an award again for his two lines he had in this first episode <laughs> oh yeah i forgot he's uh he's at the he's at the beginning of uh this one yeah yeah with, with the the current president who might be replaced by harrison ford i i, I honestly I'm interested to see who else is a scroll, but I'm not really expecting. I, I want to be really surprised by a big name actor showing up in this mic, but I really don't feel we're going to get one, right? Like a main hero yeah. being a scroll. And that's really all we yeah. wanted, but I don't think we're going to get one in this. I think it's going to be very yeah. smaller scale. As much as I love, you know, Samuel Jackson, you know, and we even get Amelia Clark in this, that's sure. some like star power there as well. But yeah, I feel like if we go all six episodes and I don't get just some sort of just like super powered, either like, what do they call them? Like mega scrolls super scroll. or it's a super, scroll. super scroll. If I don't get like a super scroll, if I don't get something, like I feel like I'm going to be like shortchanged. I, I need a twist like um, Winter Soldier did. Right, like where you find out there are Hydra agents everywhere. Mm-hmm. Why? I, I want the twist. Like maybe, maybe the end of the show, and I will be my mind will be blown. The end of the show is actually there are scroll agents everywhere across the MCU. Like, and you know they reveal some of the heroes are even scrolls, right? Like or showmen, the heroes in captivity with the. I, I I need that level for this show to even make I guess an impact on the radar mm-hmm. of everything. Otherwise it's just another just a little show and doesn't yeah. really matter because we're gonna revisit Nick Fury in November with the Marvels too. So I'm 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 anxious I'm opt I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm gonna be realistic about what I know that they've done before and how we're gonna probably get this at the end of the day. 
So. Yeah, so you gotta. That means you gotta subscribe. You yeah. gotta tune in. Come back next week. Uh, if anything of note pops up in episode two, we'll talk about it here at the end of the episode. That's right. We will let you guys know. Uh, but if people want to, you know, know what you're up to and what you're doing every week, see if you're a scroll. See if you're an infiltrator, <laughs> alien. Where can they find that? Yes, you can find me and my green skin and pointy ears at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my webcomic at liferewardsrisk.com. Chris, if people want to see if you survived this tornado warning, which, mm-hmm. hey, you, you went about an hour here under that warning and you seem to still be alive, so that's yeah. good. Where can they you don't, find you? Don't hear you don't hear that wind in the background just blowing? My house <laughs> oh, I don't gone. hear nothing. I, I'm still we got, you got a, We got good technology. We got good hardware yeah, recording. That's this right. Show. You can find me on uh, Instagram, uh, Valdan87, or video game console and Sammy. Actually, I'm going to stop this. Everyone stop listening. Go back to Secret Major. Mike, the intro, the, the, the intro piece that I've seen everyone blow up about. We didn't talk about that. I oh, need, yeah, the AI intro. Uh, it, it's partially AI. The animation was AI, but not the scenes. Like, everything was storyboarded and drawn by artists, and they animated it with AI. I don't care. Is that is that weird to say I don't care what it was because it doesn't affect the show at the end of the day? Like, it's just fun things with na- like a fun screen with names on it do you feel the same yeah. way it's it's, it's I, I feel a little conflicted just because visually i don't really like the look of this kind of dreamscapey ai type of stuff because it just feels like somebody's taking like the smudge tool in photoshop and just smudging stuff around yeah. but i understand why somebody would think oh this is a kind of a good theming for secret invasion where everything's mysterious nobody knows duplicates doppelgangers unsure like i think it the visually it fits the theme of the show i just don't think it looks super cool but also i am kind of curious how much of the decision of an opening credits is based on like a marketing department Mm -hmm. and how much of it is based on the creative of the show how much of it uh overlaps but uh i'm i'm trying not to think about it uh too much (laughs) yeah the the biggest thing is everyone's like oh you're not ai did this no artists actually did they didn't just put this into a render and say make an intro for the show i just want to put that out there that's a big it's a big misconception of when someone says ai did it but like yeah it's just i it, it could be whatever they want it to be i don't care it doesn't affect the quality of the show at the end yeah, of the day I, so and i would like to know also technically like you know i i understand like the whole plagiarism side of things um very important and very dear uh to me and my career as well but theoretically you can use these ai tools with a hundred percent your own copy written imagery and i would imagine that's probably what they did because this would be a copyright nightmare if they're just pulling stuff from the internet well they said they have artists no artists were 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 not hired because of this they they designed it they drew it they put it into the system to create the animations for it so yeah. like it's it was I, it was purposely done with intent rather than just hey we I, we, went to, we went to chat GPT and asked it to spit out an intro for yeah. the show kind of thing. I do have to say though they probably should have read the room right yeah uh, not exactly the best environment to be putting out don't you put know. that in your notes yeah, just, just leave that out of your notes at the end of the day anyway sorry yeah <laughs> yeah sorry sorry to cut you out there but I was like oh my god we didn't even talk about this but yes continue tell them where they can find more about the show. Yeah, all you have to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com, created nothing by our own hands, no artificial intelligence involved. No in intelligence setting, at all either. Just yes, setting up that uh, that domain. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts. Um, you can get our awesome show notes over there too. We have some cool uh, links in our uh, show this week, uh, so you can go check out all the things that we talked about. Uh, we love hearing from you. We love our fans. And if you want to be a super fan of this show, very easy to do. All you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.